Welcome back to the second episode of the Speak Podcast by me, your host, the book that Jack wrote. So today I'm going to speak about something called the C word. And you see, I say that about a lot of you have maybe came here to listen to it in the hope that I'm going to say the C word. But unfortunately, that word is said more and used more, especially within where I live, which is Christchurch, New Zealand, especially New Zealand, that word is used a lot more and on this side of the world than this other one. The main reason and the actual title is the compliment word. You see, the C word that we need to start using more of or that is lacking and that is actually used less than the C word is that word compliment. So unfortunately, in this episode, I'm not going to be saying the C word. You'll have to come back and listen next time to see if I'll say that on this podcast. Hey, who knows? But something that we need to speak about and something that I want to address and help you to help me to help me to help you and for us to help each other is to learn of what it means to not only give compliments but actually receive them. I always remember the first time that I got a um, proper compliment or at least the first time that I remembered and, and that compliment was on my eyes and if you don't know me or you haven't looked at me or stalked me yet I've got blue eyes and inside the eyes is like a gold or a yellow ring and so one day I remember um, being in, in primary school or and just these three girls coming up to me and saying how amazing and how lovely uh, my eyes were in that moment that may have just seemed like it was, you know, kids being kids. And it did happen often more when we were kids, you know, we'd always say something on the playground. And even if we were just saying something nice to good old Timmy on the playground, so he'd give us some more of his lunch because we didn't like the lunch that was made for us, we would still give compliments um, to each other. And it seemed to flow way easier. And it seems like as we get older that we actually forget how to do something that we used to do all the time. You know, I remember telling my friends all the time, and I still do, or I try to, but I remember doing it a lot more than I do now, about how amazing they are, or how much I enjoy being around them, or that they're my best friend, and, and I always remember those arguments, and those ones out over here on the playground, and in primary school, and even high school, saying, no, he's my best friend, no, he's my best friend, no, he's my best friend, she's my best friend, you know, and that would go on and on, and back and forth, and what happened to it, you know? I believe in Jesus, and I say this quite often, I believe one of the greatest miracles that Jesus ever experienced or had was the fact that he was 30 and he had 12 friends. To some of you that are hearing this, wherever you are in the world, you're like, whoa, you know, I'm 18 and I don't even have 12 friends. When I say 12 friends, you see, Jesus hung around with people and did life with them every single day. He couldn't get away from them. Wherever he went, they went, they followed him. There's parts in scripture and there's, there's actual moments in scripture where it says that Jesus went off to like sit under a tree or go up a hill. And we sometimes try and make a real spiritual thing out of it. And of course, he went to go and spend time with the father or to go spend time with God. But sometimes I just think he actually <laughs> ditched his mates just to get a moment by himself because that's how much they did life together. If you were to look at your life and, and who you hang out with right now, 
would you be confident be able to think of 12 people that you know you have a proper relationship with that if something goes right or something goes wrong that they are the first point of contact that you have you know I have some people like that in my own life I don't even know if I would have 12 I mean I'm getting there building that but it would take me a while to have to process that question and actually you know and think for a long time but you see Jesus and the disciples back in the day man when they used to hang out together they could like rattle off each other's names like it was some ABCD rap because they hung out so much together. They ate together, they cried together, they laughed together, they did ministry together, they did everything together. And I think, uh, and you know, when I think about that, and especially in the culture that we live in, because when I look at my friend group and I look at the people that I've had the um, privilege to, to meet and spend time with, it seems like that the Western side of the world that seems that the Western side of the world seem to be a lot crappier at this than the Eastern side. And what I mean by that is we may be better in giving compliments to each other than it seems, but that's pretty much it. And our compliments never really have much substance. And we tend to give each other compliments, even our friends, just to move on or to try and get, you know, the um, the ABCs of how to be a good person down before we talk about or do what we're going to do, you know, or to try and break the ice. You know, when you get asked by a stranger, um, how are you? Or, hey, how's the weather? Or isn't the weather nice today? And you're asked that question and you're meant to respond, but the person who asked it probably doesn't actually care <laughs> and they're probably majority of the time by the time that you've even answered they've already left the conversation because that happens so so much and to be honest I hate it and I'm sick of it and I try my best to never do it if you ever catch me to hang out with me or meet me as, as it would be my honor to hang out with you guys then if I ever ask you how the weather is before asking you you know, what are you about? What do you do? Who are you? You know, what makes you tick? Then please, and I say this right now, like slap me, hit me, do something, because I have not got the time, nor am I interested in such a surface level of relationship. You see, every person that I encounter, even if I just meet that person wants, I want to make sure that when I have a conversation with that person, that they feel like the most valued and the most loved and like they're the only person in the room. And I'm not saying that I get this right every time. I probably get it less right than I do get it right. But what I'm saying is it's my intention and it's my goal and it's my hope and it's my prayer every day before I leave the house in what I do in life in regards to my job, in regards to hanging out with my wife, in regards to saying goodbye or hello to my son before I go to work or come home from work, is that every moment that I have, I'm intentionally trying to make sure that the person that I'm communicating with feels valued, that they feel loved. Their day is going to be better because of the influence that I had and they had on me in that moment, you know. I want to create a culture and I want to be a person. I want to be known as a person before I leave this earth that when I'm around, the people in a group, regardless of small or large, 
will go away feeling encouraged, full of joy, and better than when they entered the conversation. Anyway, so back to this story. I remember the first time that I got a compliment and it was in regards to my eyes. I'll give you a little bit of backstory really quickly on a chapter of my life of when I was first born. As I was born, to best describe it, with a really loving mother and not the best of a father. And you see, I learned from a very young age what it meant to be loved and love and what it meant to be hated or hate or be angry. See, growing up as a child, I was an extremely angry and aggressive kid. I remember continuously seeing my mum cry because of the fights or the arguments or the violent attacks that I would do to other kids within preschool and primary school, biting them, pushing them, throwing chairs at them and everything else under the sun just because of how much I was hurting, because of what I knew was lacking in my life. And I would look at those around me and be like, man, why can't I just be like them? You know, they have a mum and dad or they have a male and a female role model that is actually with them all the time. And don't get me wrong, I have had and I do currently have some amazing male role models in my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my papa. He is wonderful. He's so amazing that my son has his name for his middle name, you see, because my papa, I don't just call him that because that's from one of the ways that we call um, grandparents in the north of England or on the border of Scotland or in Scotland. But I also call him Papa because of the father figure that he has been in my life growing up. But what I'm saying is I would look at kids in school knowing majority of the time that they were going to be picked up by a mum and a dad, but I'd only be picked up by my mum. And that would be really rare because my mum would have to work two or three jobs just to keep the lights on in her house. So very often, I wouldn't even get picked up by her. See, that's why I was angry. So when I got this compliment, it actually changed me from the inside out. When I got that compliment as a kid, like I said, I was a really angry, hurt, broken, frustrated kid. Not because of anything other than of what I had saw my dad do to my mum at a young age and what I had experienced or what I had not experienced, you know? Man, like, that compliment, you know, it, it's been so significant in my life that now, almost 20 years, if not 20 years later, I'm able to share to you and give some context about how powerful the world of, of compliments, of encouragement, of um, of leaving a situation or a person in a better way than what you found it, you know, that has stayed with me all this time. Most of you are trying to listen to this right now as well as your brain is processing. Man, actually, I think I can remember the first time that I got a compliment or at least the first time that I remember it. And, you know, even as I've just said that to you, I'm thinking of the times that I've been complimented um, this week uh, today and the actual how the impact that it has or the lack of impact it has if I haven't gotten it. And I'm not saying you should go around 
throwing out compliments willy-nilly, but also I kind of am. Because you see, when you meet somebody for the first time and you don't know them, regardless if you see them on the, in the supermarket, in church, in the company that you work in, or that you've never seen them before and you see them walking down the street, you see a compliment or saying something other than, isn't it a nice day? Or how are you? And quickly not get a response and just walk by. If you were to say to the people that you met on the street or in your workplace or church or wherever it is and whatever you do, if you were to say, wow, you look so good today. You know what I like about you is that when you come into the room, everybody just smiles because they know that you're about to say something funny. And if you don't know the person, you know, then actually stop, even if it's just for 10 seconds, and try and find out about why, try and find out something in that moment that you can compliment about that person before you leave them. You don't actually know the people that you interact with in your life, the people that you know close, and the strangers that you meet or you walk by every day. You do not know actually the impact and the influence could have on their life. You see, I can guarantee and pretty much almost fully promise you that if you're a person that encourages or gives compliments out to your friends or to strangers, regardless of how awkward it may or may not be, that you have probably saved somebody's life. That that smile that you gave an old lady that had just lost their husband and lives by themselves, that smile that you gave to that person on that street, that moment that you took out of your busy life, you know, to actually have a moment off your phone or off technology and have a real life connection, a one-on-one -on -one connection would have changed everything you see the greatest miracle or one of the greatest miracles and it is a joke but there's so much truth in it the greatest miracle of jesus is the fact that he was 30 years old and he had 12 close friends that he did life with that he knew when the going got tough and if you know the story of jesus and the disciples it got tough then you will also know you may have walked away from church and you're listening to this right now or you may have never been to a church and you're hearing this right now and you're thinking that is impossible that can't happen or you're thinking well i ch a church and i tried to have people that could speak into my world and i could speak into theirs and it went nowhere be interested to see have actually of how much effort you tried in doing something so often i meet people in life and i actually have friends that are very close in my sphere of influence to me that would complain about somebody else or a situation to me not tell that person and then expect that the outcome would be different once they'd spoken to me you know that they would actually feel better or that when they went back to that conversation that there would be more um <laughs> flow of conversation or relationship you see relationship and friendship takes time 
Some people can make friends in a moment, and some people need a moment longer. And that doesn't matter, there's no right or wrong. But if you actually take the time out of your day to encourage somebody that you meet, even if you don't know them, you could be the reason why they're still here tomorrow. The C word. The C word is compliment. The C word is compliment. Do it. Step out of your comfort zone and do it. Like, stop worrying about the outcome so much or the fact that you might be getting embarrassed because you may feel embarrassed. And trust me, when I've done this and when I do this, and I do this a lot, I still get embarrassed. A little bit. You see, when I do give the compliment and I see the response from the person because they know what I'm actually saying to them is genuine, always outweighs that moment of embarrassment. And so I don't get embarrassed. I was thinking that I would get embarrassed because I was thinking what I was going to say, the person that I was about to say it to, would you be thinking too, even if you don't know it, that when I give a compliment, when I give a compliment to them, that they will respond in a negative way. That they will take what I have just said and twist it or make it seem like I was trying to hit on them if they were a girl or if you're a girl and a guy or whatever you're into. In that moment, that's what you'd think. But who cares? Like, seriously, you're always going to meet those people when you do that to them that aren't going to respond well. You know, the classic, you looked at me, now I'm going to smash you. You know, it's a big mentality that happens between men. Um, normally, I'm not saying it doesn't happen to females too, but so often I've seen it happen on the streets when I'm hanging out with my friends. I've seen it happen to my friends. I've seen it even happen to me that you just look quickly in a direction. And you're trying to find what you should order from like, say, McDonald's. And there's some person there, normally a guy, and you're trying to just see which size you should get your fries and your drink. And as soon as you try and look at the menu, because that person is standing there, they think that you're looking at them, and then they think, okay, that person's looking at me, I'm going to abuse them or fight them because they looked at me. Which is a really sad way to live your life. If you live your life like that or you've done that, then I'm not judging you, and that's okay. But I'd just like to say to you in this moment, if you're listening to this, just try and not be that person. Just try, maybe just relax it a little bit, and maybe, even that person was just trying to give you a compliment because they like something about you, which actually could actually shape and change how you're feeling or your day, or maybe they're just trying to see what they should order for McDonald's. Relax. Just relax. Gathered a group around him, and they became friends. And these friends joined him in changing the world. Regardless if you believe it or not, as you hear this, 
they changed the world and it is real god is real they not even have and it breaks my heart you may not even have one close friend but i just want to say to you if there is any of you out there that are listening to this girl or guy and it sounds really cheesy and i just hate that i'm about to say it but there's so much truth in it is that jesus is your friend God sees you, he wants you, he loves you, he needs you. Anyway, so these people helped Jesus change the planet. When he called them, he said, follow me. And in this thing called the Bible, there's a scripture in Matthew 4.19 where it says that. For them, you see, following Jesus didn't mean just come to the supermarket and have a drink or let's hang out once and then never hang out again but you see it actually meant giving up everything that they were doing in that moment and following him till the end of the earth and you may have not read it but you've probably heard of it it ended in his death but luckily he was the son of god jesus came back from death and he took the weight of the world on his shoulders for you you see jesus did not come to earth to maybe do something big he did not come to earth to just hopefully change the world jesus did not die for us to that one day if we think hard enough and if we beg hard enough maybe we'd be able to be his friend and get all the compliments every single day in heaven or be worthy in his eyes you see it wasn't just a fairy tale it's not just a good story it wasn't just somebody's dream it isn't an idea or a concept it isn't the c word it is the truth and that truth changed everything jesus came to move normal people and that somebody in this current world that we live in is you and it is me 12 friends and the friend group that grew even after Jesus died and rose again. And that friend group that sits around 2.5 billion across the globe right now happened. And he said, I see you. I believe in you. I love you. I want to do life with you. I don't want to just hang out with you once. I don't want to just compliment you. I don't want to just have a superficial relationship where we add each other on Facebook or social media and then we never speak again. And trust me, like I have been there. I'm not saying that I do this perfectly. I'm preaching when I'm speaking, when I do this podcast, when I do the book that Jack wrote podcast, I don't only do it for you that is listening. I do it for me that is speaking. Because you see, when I speak it out, when I think it and when I record it or when I write it, it helps not only encourage me to do what I've said you to do or trying to get you to understand, but it also kind of forces me into it because I put it and I put it out for the whole world to see. And so, <laughs> you know, there is some responsibility to make sure that I I'm practicing what I preach. You know, that I'm not just being all the talk, but I'm actually walking the walk. My goal and my hope is that when I leave this earth, that I would have done this to the best of my ability. 
that regardless of circumstance, regardless of how I was feeling, regardless of what's going on in my life, that I would still take a moment out of my day to make sure that somebody that I have an interaction with on that day feels better than when they came into the situation or the conversation. In the day and the people that Jesus chose, and if you've read the Bible, then you would also know that he didn't choose the best looking. He didn't choose the most skilled. You know, most people actually looked at the people that Jesus chose and would think and thought, why did you choose them? Why did you intentionally decide to stop what you were doing and try and do life with them? And he lit the world up again when he died. Here's some truth, what I'm going to say right now, and um, hopefully you grab hold of this. And I know there's definitely a group of people or a majority of people that listen to this that kind of feel like they're going through this right now. The people Jesus used, most of them didn't know what they were doing or where they were going. Does that sound familiar? But they trusted that Jesus and they trusted God that if they followed him, that they would end up all right. You are not useless. You are unique. You see, everyone is looking for something. Some are looking for it in the wrong things, in drugs, in alcohol, in Facebook. Every reason under the sun. But everything that you are looking for or everything that you are lacking can be found in the Father. We must address the elephant in the room and not deny that this is a huge problem. This concept, the C word, that word complement, is the reason why every single day, and in the 40 seconds that it probably will take me to say this, or in the amount of time that I've actually been speaking on this topic, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and more people that had so much potential, that had so much to give, that could have changed the world for such a better place, that could have took so many people that will unfortunately, possibly, maybe end up in the same situation as them. And they ended their lives because they did not have anybody supporting them, encouraging them, genuinely doing life with them. The biggest miracle that Jesus performed was the fact that he was 30 years old and he had 12 friends. Care about how old you are, those who are listening to this. Because I know that there is, unfortunately, especially in the in the society that we now live in and how the world is going, that figure of 12 and the age that it's a miracle by is getting lower and lower and lower all the time as we get more addicted to instead of having genuine one-on-one -on -one or group conversation, we spend more time on our screens. That is all from me for this episode of Speak. 
I hope this has encouraged you. I hope this has inspired you. And I hope this has challenged you to make a change in your sphere of influence. You see, the C word, that word of compliment, needs to be used more in the day that we live in. If you don't do it, then who will? Begin to use or give people compliments, even if they're strangers. All over the world is not that people think too much of themselves. It's that people think too little of themselves. And the people that think too little of themselves or don't know who they are, make sure that the people that do know who they are or do know how great they are, stoop down to that same level. So I want to encourage you and also challenge you in closing this episode of the TBT JW from the podcast Speak that you'll be a person and you'll try at least today to be a person that goes out of your way to encourage somebody, to give somebody a genuine compliment. I want to challenge and encourage you that when you stop listening to this, regardless of the time, you'll find the time even if when you think you don't have the time to give somebody a compliment or when the next time you see a stranger, instead of saying, hey, how are you? And quickly walking on, you'll actually stop for just 10 seconds and say, hey, damn, I'm so glad that you look good today. Damn, I'm so glad that you woke up today. I am so glad that we met, that we bumped into each other. And even though I don't know you, I just want to tell you something that I like about you. Because when you take a moment, even if you don't think you will find something that you'll like about them, or even those people right now are thinking, how, like, what am I going to say? What if there's nothing that I like? If you actually look at that person and take a moment with them, trust me, I deal with some really intense and full-on and meet in the job that I do and in the ministry and the other things that I've done in life, I've met some full-on people, some really, really, most people would say not awesome people, but I have continually tried my best and still do to this day to try and find something that is good about them. And when I do find it, I always try to make sure that I tell them. Be a person that tells those people what you like or what they're good at. Do not be a person that continually tells them what you do not like or what they're bad at because the reason why they are the way they are is because of how they've been treated by the people that they are closest with or were with. The C word.